everybody, welcome back to another edition of Two Girls, One Book podcast. And me and Hannah, Hannah and I, we are here today to talk um, about Taylor Jenkins Reid's latest book, because we seem to talk about her books on on the regular, semi-regular, whenever she releases one, we'll put a podcast (laughs) out on it, because everyone seems to want to listen to that stuff. Um, they're still our most popular downloads. I was looking at our stats the other yeah. day, and uh, yeah, still get so many downloads for anything TJR related. So here we are with um, Carrie Soto is back. Yep, um, we're back with TJR, and as per usual, Hannah's going to do a bit of a synopsis, and then yep. we'll do a bit of a bit of a chat about what we thought about it whether we recommend it or not compare and contrast with maybe some of her other books yeah i don't know whether we'll be able to do it spoiler free because so much of it yeah. is kind of based on results of things so yeah i would i'd kind of put a little caveat that there may be spoilers so pause it and come back to it if you've uh, not read it but I'll do a little synopsis just yeah. to let you know what it's about if you have been living under a rock and you don't know anything about Carrie Soto. And then we will dive in. So Carrie Soto was a tennis superstar in the 70s and 80s. She finds herself in the stands in the 1994 US Open, watching her record be equaled by new tennis star Nikki Chan. She decides to come out of retirement and asks her father to coach her to one more Grand Slam title. Can Carrie's body physically cope with the rigorous training and super competitive matches? Can her heart deal with the complex emotions a return to the game throws up? And can she keep her title as the greatest tennis player of all time? This is a story of success, ambition and love. Love for the game, love for others and love for herself. And proceed. Carrie Soto is a character that comes up very briefly in Malibu Rising. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we were debating who might be one of the characters that gets featured yeah. um, when we read Malibu Rising. Uh, I can't remember if Carrie Soto was one that either of us picked No, up on. I, don't I don't think really she was very mem- memorable not. at all. No. Um, she features no. as a woman who has an affair with Nina Reaver's husband. So you kind mm. of hear about it almost in a tabloidy kind of sense. And then that's it. It's very brief, not very memorable at all. So she's not someone that I was particularly drawn to in Malibu Rising. No. And she's almost a bit of a, a baddie, isn't she, really? Yeah. She's not not somebody that you're meant to like at all in, in that book. So... I thought it was quite an interesting choice of protagonist yeah. uh, for this book. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean, I, th- I think I'd struggle to dislike a Taylor Jenkins Reid book at this stage of the game. I think she's just got a way of making me invested yeah um 
And I didn't know how I was going to feel with this, given that it is very tennis heavy. Mm -hmm. I know a few people have said that they're a bit concerned that they wouldn't get on board with it because they don't really like tennis. Uh, And I'm not really what you'd call a tennis fan. I'd probably watch one game, one match every, like, seven years. Right. Something like that. (laughs) Just the big ones. (laughs) I think that... We well yeah once in a blue moon so like I understand the rules of tennis and I think that probably helps yeah but um but I'm not invested in it but that didn't mar my enjoyment of it yeah I think there's so much about it that's behind the scenes of the tennis mm. game that I think even if you're not a tennis fan it's not necessarily all about that it is there's a lot of tennis in Mm. it but I don't think you have to love tennis to enjoy this book I do enjoy tennis but I'm not like a I don't follow tennis players particularly I watch Wimbledon when it's on and I'm Mm. I enjoy watching it probably more than other sports but not not anything that I'm particularly a fan of I would say um yeah I did find though because the the way that the the excitement in it was like really real for me like I, I was proper like turning the pages thinking like oh is she gonna do it yeah or, like, <laughs> I mean it's kind of obvious what's gonna happen quite a lot of the time but still the it was the excitement was just built upon in such a way that yeah I was I was fully invested in in the actual sport side of it, which was the side that I didn't think I would be yeah. bothered about. Um, so, yeah, I think first and foremost, I, the thing that I wanted to sort of say to people, if you haven't read it and you haven't switched off yet, I don't think you need to be a mad tennis fan in order to enjoy it. No. But... The characters outside of the actual matches were interesting enough to kind of keep you involved and invested. And the kind of... um, I don't know, I feel like the tennis scene, maybe this is just my perception of it, but seemed like it was a little bit more kind of Hollywood and dramatic in the 70s and the 80s. So that kind of competitive side of things I thought was really interesting to, to read about as well. That kept me gripped a little bit, almost as much as the games did. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I did think oh. about the tennis scenes, if that's what we're calling them, is that I felt like sometimes they went a little bit like on maybe a little too long kind of back. I mean, that's the it's tennis it's back and forth, back and forth, isn't it? <laughs> and I almost would have preferred if there was like a visual element to it, like a scoreboard or something that just visually showed me quick. This is the score. That's the score. But I don't know whether that's because I do like watching tennis I wanted that visual thing almost more than okay. more than the words. I feel like it could have right. been condensed a little bit. I wanted a picture okay. book, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I that didn't it didn't bother me at all. I I thought the the pacing of it and the the airtime that she gave to the various different things she wanted to tackle. For me, it seemed right, but I mean, I get that it might be a bit too, uh, yeah, 
yeah, the tennis scenes probably could have been shorter, but didn't bother me. Didn't bother me yeah. at all. I don't know whether it's because for a tennis match, there's either it goes one way or the other. It, you either win it or you lose it. So there almost is a bit like all of that back and forth and in between, it felt a little bit dragged out at times for me. Okay. Oh, I think that was just excitement building for me. Okay. I was I'm obviously really far more impatient than right. you. <laughs> I just was like, give Maybe. me give what? me the score now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't find that. But what did you think of Carrie? I think that's the that's going to be the main. I think that's going to be the main one that does actually split opinion. Yeah. Um, because as we say, she's introduced to us in Malibu Rising as a she's as a not very likable character, um, and kind of at the beginning of this, she's not meant to be very likable either is she like she's described as various different derogatory terms in the media um and comes across as not a very nice person on the face of it um yeah but as the book goes on we obviously discover more about her personality um what what were your opinions on her um she definitely grew on me through the book i think for me because she wasn't very memorable in malibu rising i didn't really go into it with any particular preconceptions of it i'd almost forgotten the part she played in malibu rising so it wasn't necessarily that that didn't affect my kind of feelings on her i think she's quite it's the nature of the book. She's quite closed off at the beginning and it's quite hard to kind yeah. of break through that. And that's obviously the half of the point of the plot is that she's opening up to people and letting people in. And I felt that as a reader that in the very beginning, there wasn't, I, I couldn't get past the wall that she'd built up. So it took me a, a while, but she did grow on me. I think the relationship with her father has a lot to say for that, that that definitely is where I started to see her softer side a little bit more, um, caring for her dad and, and those that relationship definitely yeah. kind of let me see that there was more to her than just uh, she wanted to win. She's obviously a very driven lady and that's very much what the focus of the early part of her career was. Um, but that relationship between her and Javier, her dad... I really liked and and that's when I started to kind of warm to her a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I I think I really liked her from the beginning. I think anyone who is so sort of driven and almost like single-minded in what they want to achieve, I have the utmost respect for. Uh-huh. So whatever they kind of end up seeming like in their personal life, I I don't know. I kind I think I separate those two things. Um, but I really enjoyed the this like glimpse behind the tabloid. I I think that's what TJL does the best. Is she puts these sort of tabloid um and in this one it's uh the t- tennis commentators yeah. isn't it basically having 
having a bit of a back and forth and um so we get to see what the media is presenting Carrie as um and then we see a different side to it I really I really enjoy the way that she always does that that's definitely her like speciality now at this point isn't yeah it? yeah I think that's but... the only thing that I feel I did enjoy this I think it's my least favorite of the of the ones we've read together the Daisy Jones okay. Evelyn Hugo Malibu Rising only because I didn't necessarily feel the Hollywood glamour that there was in those others okay. I think the such a high level of sport her focus had to be just on sport for so long that I don't think it left time for us to have the kind of glamorous side of it really and I missed that a little yeah. bit but I like the the kind of like you say the peek behind the curtain that we got of seeing the story that was actually happening behind the scenes rather than what was just portrayed yeah. by the media I feel like this one it's slightly different tack with this one in that it definitely focused more on on her career rather than her personal life surrounding it. Yes, there was obviously deviations with her uh, relationship with her dad, what happened to her mum, like her, her life growing up. And there's a bit of a, a romance on the side, isn't there, mm-hmm. um, with a past flame brief flame fling whatever um but that isn't the important bit really in this yeah do you know what i mean and i I quite liked that that there was that different um focus to the book yeah um i i really rated it like i would put it up there i think i think i i would go in my order, mm-hmm. Evelyn definitely top. Maybe this next because I really liked Carrie, okay. and probably Daisy and Malibu joint. Right. Those would be my. Yeah, I think that would be my order. Okay. I know that we disagree a bit on Daisy because I mean I enjoyed it, but I just yeah, and mine would be she annoyed me too much. <laughs> yeah so you like the driven career ladies and yeah, i like the, I the kind of messy drunken girls as i say with my <laughs> glass of wine at five <laughs> five in the afternoon <laughs> yeah at least it's the afternoon mate. It could be worse. <laughs> yeah i think i'd go daisy evelyn and this would be joint with malibu for me um okay yeah i i did enjoy her i liked her dad more I thought he was such yeah. a really heartwarming and such a positive male character. I, there was nothing I could fault him on. And I kept being like, oh, I'm nervous that something's going to go wrong and he's not going to be... So this is where we enter into spoiler territory. They part ways during her training and um, as she's kind of growing her career in the 70s and 80s. And I was a bit worried that there was going to be some massive blowout that led to that that he was going to be a pushy kind of sports parent and there was going to be a big scandal. But he just was wholesome and lovely from start to finish and I just loved him so much. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, I think that was what was... He was the heart right from the start of the book, wasn't he? So I think 
that was meant to that's what i i gleaned that he was the one that was meant to almost draw us into her personality and then like you say her personality almost blossomed out of their back and forth um that brings me on to to say there's a hell of a lot of spanish in this that does not get translated yeah um and that was one of my only things that i found tricky as I, I understood tight like i don't speak spanish at all it's one of the languages that i've never had any sort of education in um so unless you're really diligent and go and like google translate the whole thing there there are some bits that that passed me by a smidge yeah i kind of there was moments where i just thought i'm just going to kind of try and guess what's going on from the next paragraph <laughs> Because I did kind of yeah. think I could start and translate this, but then I'm that takes you out of the story to go out of it. Yeah. And I don't want to be... I feel like it It makes me feel really ignorant to be like, oh, I need it to, to be written in yeah. English. But uh, but I did because I didn't understand some of it. And you can you can glean the context sometimes, but a lot of it... Yeah, not all the time. Yeah. yeah. So that would, that would be my only little, yeah, complaint, really. Um... Yeah, there was quite a lot of quite a lot of that, and yeah, it does make you feel ignorant, doesn't it? It makes you feel like a stupid English person. Yeah, but maybe we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just think because then also obviously Carrie speaks Spanish with her dad as well, so she responds in Spanish, which yeah. then it doesn't even give you the idea of being able to work out what she's responding to because she's responded, and I that did take me out of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we maybe just need to do some Spanish lessons before <laughs> we tackle any more reading. <laughs> but that's the pro- that's the problem, though, isn't it? I guess if you want to be more inclusive, um, then we're gonna end up having more writing like that. Yeah. But how do you how do you include whilst also sort of not taking anyone out of that yeah whilst reading <laughs> allowing moment. us idiots yeah. to understand what's going on <laughs> yeah maintaining the flow it's tricky i mean i i guess a lot of a lot of books will just put like a translation directly mm-hmm. after won't they in italics or whatever yeah so and and there was a couple of bits where that happened which is why i was a bit like oh what why why are we not translating all of it we've only translated a couple of bits yeah I don't know. But if you speak Spanish, then great. Good for you. Yeah, you've probably had a um, much better reading experience. That You probably understand it much more than us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if there was, like, a real plot twist. Yeah, what if... <laughs> written in the Spanish, like, hidden meaning. What if her dad's actually so... really mean and what he was saying in Spanish was really horrible? And I'm like, oh, he yeah, was my favourite. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was the case. No. I, it's not. It's not what I took from <laughs> from it. But um, I wonder how it is in the audiobook version. I wonder if it just yeah is the Spanish or um, I have to maybe find that out. Um, but but yeah, he was great. Yeah, I loved him. Um, what did you make of um, her love interest, Bo? Oh. 
Um, I thought he was a bit of a wet blanket, if I'm honest. Yeah, I didn't really understand because he was in the 80s. He was a bit of a fiery so-and-so, wasn't he? That he had that um, personality trait. That was what he was known for, like, in the press. Yeah. Um, I think he was meant to be, like, a John McEnroe kind of character. Like, the cartoon character that everyone knows and they watch the tennis to know that he's going to kick off. But then when we met him later in life, he seemed to have kind of lost that a little bit and was not not as exciting wasn't he was hadn't he been had he been an addict of some has he drunk too much or i can't remember how he there was something i feel like some something had happened but i mean that tells you how memorable he was because i can't remember his backstory in the slightest yeah i almost Um, didn't need him yeah well that's what i was saying from the like it's a it's very much a side thing isn't it whereas i think in most of her other books the romance has been more of a plot point i think the more exciting um not relationships but the more exciting interactions came with the other like her female competitors Mm. um i was far more interested in that and i almost didn't need that kind of romance side of things just give me the yeah give me the strong female competition and the mutual respect which I enjoyed as it came towards the end and she started to have that respect for her competitors and her rival Nikki in the end I was absolutely here for that blossoming friendship between Nikki and Carrie as they understood each other and I really loved their relationship and then I was a little bit like as Again, spoiler alert, as Nikki reveals her sexuality, I was all for, right, sack him off, get with Nikki, have this as a, like, strong lesbian relationship, let's just go with that. That's where I would have taken it. Yeah, that could could have been an interesting turn of events. I'd have been more interested um, in that than I was with him. Yeah. I'd I'd love to know more about Nikki. Mm-hmm. I think she could be a great character. I think she's too obvious, though. I don't. I fit now that we're sort of seeing how she almost picks her next characters. They need to be a little bit more left field, don't they? Yeah. I have absolutely no idea who in this book could be featured as the next. Yeah. I don't know if it would be, or would it be another side character from Malibu Rising? Because with this one, I think partly because of how um, driven Carrie was within her career, a lot of the other characters were all tennis players or within that industry. So you can't really pick on any of them for the next book because it's going to be very similar. I think you'd have to go back to... Malibu Rising or even Evelyn Hugo and someone from that to shoot off to the next the next story yeah yeah there were a couple of other um references weren't there I can't remember I remember reading and like being like oh yeah there were a couple of other little references back to was it Malibu Rising other characters she just builds this world so well and it's one where you just 
you're so intrigued by every character that she mentions that you're like, oh, I know there's a story behind that name. There's got to be mm. something else. She's, yeah. I feel like we just bang on about Taylor Jenkins Reid like she's just this genius, but she really is incredible. <laughs> yeah, she just knows how to write a story. I did think That's it. this one felt like it was written a little bit more for the screen Maybe because of that visual nature of the tennis match and the points and the that I could feel it as a film or a TV show more so than I could the others. I don't know whether she's done that purposefully yeah. or not. Yeah, because everything that she writes is getting adapted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's just like taking one one job out of the future. Just be like, I don't have to do much to yeah, this. this is ready. It's ready to go. Maybe that would be clever. <laughs> I was trying to think, trying to think who I would cast as Carrie Soto, and I couldn't picture it in my head because there's not really a physical description of her. Obviously, no, we know that she's got not. Spanish or Mexican heritage, but there's no other description of actually what she looks like. She's in her late thirties, early forties, is she? Mm. But. 37, isn't she? She comes back at 37. Is that what you said? Yeah. I don't know who that would be. Sofia Vergara. I'd watch her playing tennis. <laughs> but I don't know who anyone else would be. Yeah. I feel a really cynical thinking that people start writing now for film adaptations. But it does feel like that. It feels like there's a definite Hollywood slant to these books that are... It's that's the next step of a book is it goes out to the world of bookstagram and book talk and we all love it and read it and then it goes to the next step I don't know yeah. whether I'm a bit cynical the about big, it big wide world yeah. I'm... Gotta make I mean money. I'll watch it <laughs> I will watch it if it comes out so yeah definitely I'm gonna watch everything that she's got any involvement with I think yeah. there's such a huge such a huge fan base that I think they'd kind of be stupid not to. Yeah. It's like cuz it's not I like that it's not just readers like those of us who are nerds <laughs> that read her her books like it's very much a wider audience than that and I think that's important and if it going to screen is another way to get more people picking up books then yeah i'm here for it yeah but i much prefer books than screen these days yeah same i like to use my own imagination i think i don't mm. want to be kind of spoon-fed things i want to yeah i get lazy i think i got like before starting doing this podcast uh I had definitely gotten lazy. Like, my imagination was lazy. Yeah. Which I think is kind of sad. So I'm enjoying having a little bit more going on in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little Just bit a more, little not bit. that Yeah, much. you're too busy to have, have loads more to do with it. <laughs> yeah. What I think I really well, enjoy about Taylor Jenkins Reid, I'm looking over my little notes, and she writes these really strong female characters so well mm. I think I'd be 
I'd be surprised, but also a little bit disappointed if she did a focus on a male main character. And I think one of the interesting things that I took from this was the concept of um, how female athletes are treated incredibly differently to male athletes in terms Mm. of the expectations on them, the pressures on them, and the way that they're perceived as... So obviously Carrie, we've talked about, is a little bit closed off. She's very, very driven. But that's portrayed in the media as kind of aggressive and a little... I mean, what she mm. is she referred to as? What she? Ref- the yeah, bitch. the bit. The bitch. Yeah, is the back. bitch is back. I mean, I mean, she's not. She's just a driven woman who knows what she wants and kind of doesn't care about anything else outside of that. But that perception of yeah. her being a bitch as a result of that drive. Yeah. Compared to, as we said, Bo, who was quite aggressive, verbally aggressive on the pit. On the, is it a pitch court? <laughs> Yeah. Spent too much time around a football fa- fan. The tennis pitch. The- <laughs> yeah, he was really aggressive on the tennis pitch. But was <laughs> seemingly loved and and revered as this kind of... Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting take, particularly given the rise of female tennis stars like in the last 10 years that we've had, we've had in the last mm. however many weeks, Serena Williams announcing her retirement and their um, achievements not necessarily being viewed in the same light as the male tennis star's achievements. I thought it was interesting yeah. to highlight that. I think it's great that she picks yeah. these, I don't know, hot topics to lean yeah. towards. Yeah, it it does get you thinking. And I think it gets you thinking about the the evolution of the press as well with the way that she writes about that because I like to think that change has happened and that there there's still a ways to go, always there's going to be things that can improve. But I like that we get an almost like glimpse back at it was awful in the nineties. I sexism in the nineties, early two thousands even, like really rubbish yeah. <laughs> in the media. Um Yeah, I mean I guess this this is like the era of, of peak like women being like page, page three, like the sun, all of that kind of yeah. era. That's what that's what the nineties is kind of thought of in like in my yeah, mind. Same. I mean, I grew up in the nineties, so I I guess we were kind of lucky that we were, we've grown up in a period where the changes started to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I wasn't twenty. Yeah. In the mid nineties, I think that would have been really hard. Yeah, definitely. Um. But, yeah, I enjoy the historical nature to her novels yeah. in that respect. I think it's interesting um, in the age of social media where where media is just so easy to come by. Um, just looking back and seeing how far we've come or not, as the case may be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that idea of there being, like, 
newspaper news being the way that people got their information mm. rather than mm. someone having their own voice at the minute we've obviously you've yeah. got your own social media you can kind of have your say but when she was Carrie was um coming to fame in the 70s and 80s what the what the newspaper writes about her is what people think and she's kind of stuck with that image then of the bitch um i really enjoyed also behind the scenes her personal growth into understanding that like her worth is not determined by someone else's achievements it's determined by her achievements so she starts very much on like a single-minded kind of I have to take I have to keep this crown almost. This is this is all I am is this crown. I'm realizing yeah. through the book that she she's actually worth a lot more than that and that someone else's achievements doesn't detract from hers. It actually yeah. just it builds upon it and it's the next step for the yeah. future. I loved that kind of story arc. Yeah. The second half of this book I definitely enjoyed more than the first. As okay. that growth happened, I think that's when I started to get really, yes, like... <laughs> Invested in yeah. her as a character. Yeah. yeah, I think it's when she... When she realises that it's all right to let go of, of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's when she enjoy, starts to enjoy herself more as well. I think that's a fairly important message to yeah be that driven person know what you want to get and and go out and get it but to have that balance i think her dad was always the voice of reason in that wasn't yeah wasn't he but she didn't necessarily want to listen so i think yeah as as you say as as she starts to accept that her her personality definitely becomes a lot warmer i was going to ask how you felt about the ending that so it again spoilering it ties up with her kind of almost passing the baton over to nikki and becoming her coach and the person who is lifting her up to achieve more and i weirdly because i thought if you put that on paper, that's an, an ending I hate because it's all wrapped up in a nice little bow and it's all positive vibes. And But I actually really was moved by it. <laughs> I felt really weirdly tearful towards the end. She loses her dad and then we get this moment of her kind of using her experience and her struggle. She struggled through the 80s and the 90s to kind of be able to be this kind of support for the next generation of stars and I found that really uplifting and heartwarming towards the end of the novel I wondered whether you felt the same yeah I didn't cry (laughs) um (laughs) just to let you know that no um I yeah I I know what you mean about it was definitely a neat little bow finish yeah um which I guess m- alludes to the fact that maybe this is more of a standalone novel as well and doesn't quite fit in with the Malibu rising vibes that could have gone mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, 
yeah i thought it was sweet i thought it, I, it was a very nice and supportive ending which i enjoyed and i also think that it felt like it was quite uh realistic in that it definitely could happen that way like past players going on to be coaches and finding a new a new way to channel their wants and desires to better to yeah. be better to help the next generation be better it made sense yeah. it was all very nice i think it would have been a little bit eye-rolly had she won and retained her title and then what because then next year she's a year older so she can't continue yeah. doing that forever it's better that she channels that into the next generation so yeah, exactly i think it ended finds it finds a new path yeah. for herself as well yeah and i think that's why her dad had to disappear because that enabled her to take that position of that kind of supportive role rather than the center stage center court superstar yes yes very true um i wonder who's going to be next <sighs> i don't know i want to i really don't know. read malibu rising again to kind of pick the mm. next name yeah i'm sure there's got to be or i would like maybe maybe an evelyn hugo spin-off i think there was so much more in that book that i i wanted I wanted to get deeper into mm -hmm. those characters that I think that's where I'd want her to go next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> Who knows? She churns out the hits at a pretty good rate, so hopefully we won't have to wait too long. Yeah. And we'll buy it and we will featured read it and... Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Whilst people are still listening, we'll still be chatting about it, so... Um, next time will be a bit of a short stories and then it's October month. Yep. Halloween month. Your honeymoon. Hannah's birthday. Hannah's birthday month and my honeymoon yep. month. So it's going to be a celebration month, but not necessarily one that's full of books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how we get on. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely get a short stories one, hopefully, in before I'm away. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll see how it all pans out after that. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that we talked about this one. I think it was a fun one to talk about. I always like talking about TJR. Yeah. I need to get the back, all us... of the back catalogue read, because you've read a few, yeah, haven't well, you? Yeah, well, same. I've, I've only, no, I've only read... Um, maybe in another life that's the only other one that i've read which okay. i loved <clears throat> so yeah there's a couple of others that i've not i've not read um that are on my list but i'm on a book buying ban boo self-inflicted <laughs> book buying ban i'm gonna try and do it until the end of the year maybe with i'm i might allow myself to buy one or two on my honeymoon um but yeah i think i just need to get through some of my some of the ones on my shelf yeah so there we go <laughs> i've um so i've started a plan to do a little free library at work 
So I'm, this is my Cute. project. I've been furiously sanding and, and cleaning and spray painting. Um, oh. I'm doing it two girls, one book themed, like green and pink colours. Oh, so everyone that's got wind of it has been bringing in bags of books. So I've been like, oh, I'll just, I'll take this one and this one. I'll just read that one before I put it in the library. So that's... Oh, wow, okay. I am, I'm on my book, but I'm, but I'm really doing okay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But watch this space for the Two Girls, One Book pod library that's going to be opening up in York. Cute. Yeah. Really nice. Okay. I look forward to that. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll talk at you all later. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls, One Book podcast. If you like what you heard we would love for you to like follow rate subscribe in fact just all, all that good stuff please would be fantastic you can also find us on instagram at two girls one book pod so come and follow us over there as well happy reading and join us next time